This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for the last day of July, July 31st, episode 2488, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. I can't take it anymore. Thank God it's Friday. I would like, if I may... To take you on a strange journey. Work all week so that we can eat and own a little piece of God's ground. Pushing papers and pens, red tape never ends. The stress can turn a smile into a frown. I need some horsing around. Yes, I did say that it is July 31st. No, that and caught it's, me. <laughs> it's Friday, which is like the best thing ever because it's the last day of July and it's Friday. Now, let me explain. On Monday, I came out and I was like, oh my God, July is never going to end. It seems really, really long, right? Um, and then I got some angry, oh, angry emails from people that uh, have nice weather in July, too. Two people told me they have nice weather. Where do in they July. live? Alaska? Uh, Canada, (laughs) Canada. And then the rest of the people were like, yes, July sucks. So there are two people that are happy in July and, um, cheers to you. Uh, the rest of you, I feel your pain. Is there any way we can just fast forward 2020 and just move on? Forget it. Have you seen like we've had the, besides the coronavirus and all that, now we've got those Chinese seeds. And so it's like, people are taking bets of like, did anybody have, chi- you know, uh, Chinese seeds for August? Like, <laughs> did you get the 200 points? Yeah. It's like, I mean, and it's, it's a little insane. early for us to have hurricanes coming up too in July. It's a yeah. little early for hurricane season. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But what are we? What are we doing on today's show? We are going to talk to Senior Airman Coy uh, Andrew Horn from Vandenberg Military Working Horse Program to talk about the mission of horses on the base. And I, this is really, I'm super excited. Plus, we are going to talk about one of Glenn's favorite things. Um, somehow, we're going to get circle back to the sheath. Okay. <laughs> we're going to circle around to the sheath and um, we're already. giving away all of the $400 in prizes from horselovers.com. So uh, check it out. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, for those of us that do live on the East coast, Southern East coast, uh, we got this hurricane. I see us. Uh, by the way, if you're going to name a hurricane, at least give us names that everybody can pronounce, because I've heard it pronounced about a thousand different ways. Isaiah. I see. I have no idea. Anyway, we got this hurricane coming up. It turned into a hurricane last night. It, they're expecting it to be 100 miles an hour over the Bahamas again. Uh, Puerto Rico had some serious flooding yesterday. They lost power. Poor Puerto Rico. <laughs> they lost mm-hmm. power again. Uh, we have some friends that live there that said they're going to be pumping their house out. Um so the Bahamas get a hit today. It's it's slowed down a bit, which is not good. It has time to reform. But they're expecting it to be a Category 1 or 2 when it hits 
uh, when it goes off the coast of Florida and scoots up and hits the Carolinas is what they're saying now. Uh, one of my best friends is heading to Hilton Head uh, today. So he'll have a wet weekend. Uh, not a lot of time on the beach, I don't think. Uh, there are some people saying that it could come into Florida. I don't know. So it's still up in the air. But anyway, if you have horses and you're in Florida or or the Carolinas, expect some wind, some power loss, maybe pump some water and uh, be ready for that. Uh, one of the cool things that happened uh, yesterday was that the Chincoteague Pony Auction ended online. Remember, we had the auctioneer on. Well, uh, the auction did end. And one of our hosts here on the Horse Radio Network of the fox hunting episode here on Horses in the Morning, Tara Tibbetts, bought one. And she's going to come on Monday and tell us about the baby she bought because I I couldn't figure out which one it was exactly. So, uh, Dude, I mean, I'm just saying coronavirus be damned. These horses went for so much money. Remember how the auctioneer came on a yeah. couple weeks ago and I got one for like 2200? Yeah. That would never happen. <laughs> oh my god. I got that. I so I went through all the I went through it all this morning and kind of put the highs and lows together and figured the things out. So remember there's the buybacks. So what that means is you're basically donating money to the fire department over there at Chincoteague and Assateague and you're donating money. They take you buy the you buy the filly you buy you buy the little boy you buy the little stud and then they put them back on the island so you're not taking possession of them you get to you get to name them i think and so write it off that. so that's why these people are doing this is a write off it's a donation but people have money to donate because the two highest were a black pinto filly that went for $25,000 lot number 58 and lot number 63 also a black pinto filly went for $28,000 $250. All the buybacks, <laughs> all the buybacks went for over $10,000. So those are people, let's take them out of the equation. They're people donating money for ch- charity, basically. So if we take them out and we take a look at the non-buybacks, the people who are actually going to own the horse and take possession of it, uh, we have an average of about $3,500 across the board. So that's appeared appeared to be an average of about thirty five. So a lot of two thousands, a lot of six thousands, five thousands, four thousands in that range. The highest nine non buybacks were uh, lot number seven. It was a Bay Pinto Colt. See if you see a trend here. A Bay Pinto Colt for eleven thousand one hundred was the Good highest. God. <laughs> that's very cute Pinto Colt. I will say that a uh, 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 pure. How do you say that? Per. Perlino, Perlino, a Perlino colt, which is kind of what a buckskinish color, kind of buckskinish almost, uh, yellow, uh, is fifty five hundred dollars, and then a chestnut Pinto five thousand dollars. People like Pintos. The Pintos were definitely at the highest of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so eleven thousand one hundred dollars for some reason. A couple of people wanted that one. <laughs> the lowest non buybacks were two particular horses, both chestnuts, uh, $1,850, $1,850. Those were the lowest. That is not good. I have Zara up for sale. <laughs> She's a chestnut. <laughs> Nobody's messaging me about her. And she cantered today. She's like cantering now. Ha! <laughs> chestnuts. And, and she was supposed to be a black colt, let me remind you. And, and horse people are prejudiced. There's no question about that because the colts went for a lot higher than the fillies. So they really? are prejudiced. Yep. Damn it, chestnut <laughs> filly. 
A lot, yeah, there's a lot of prejudice in the horse world. So, all right, let's go to, that's my report on the Chincoteague, uh, on the little babies. <laughs> Daily Winnies, we have a bunch of these. My Daily Winnies, there's happy birthdays to a bunch of our auditors. Your co-host, Joy Hills, out there having a happy birthday today. Happy birthday, Joy. Happy birthday, Joy. Uh, Amanda Kramer, Denise Higgins, Danielle Rigby, Teresa Kruger, and host of the podcast Piper Clem. So two hosts. Teresa's, I think today. Teresa's the one you're supposed to say every day. So oh, was that the one? Yeah. Happy birthday, Teresa, again. So, <laughs> should I should I do a special episode tomorrow with just a happy birthday for her? <laughs> I don't want to say yes or no, but I mean. <laughs> All right, let's uh, do yours. I would like to thank Abby, who just walked up here, for holding down the fort where tomorrow I am heading to, well, no, not tomorrow. After the show, I am heading to the lake with my in-laws and family to spend a glorious day and a half at a lake in Oklahoma. And when you're going to say what lake, and I'm going to say what I told Lucas, I don't know. It's called like, I don't know, Lake Oklahoma, something. I don't know. It's in Oklahoma and I'm, uh, I'm heading out and thank God Abby's here to help, uh, hold down so the fort. Abby's in charge. Abby's in charge. And, um, again, you guys know how much I love boats and lakes. So I'm super <laughs> excited. <laughs> I'm surprised you're even going. I, I predict by the time Chad rolls out the driveway without you, you'll have come up with a good excuse. <laughs> you know, the good excuse nowadays is, God, I have a little bit of a fever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you need the fever part. That's the part that really gets you out of school. So, um, Do you know, I when I was a kid, I had seen all those videos where you put the thermometer up, you know, on the light bulb and it. It makes it go up higher. Mm -hmm. And I so I did that. I was like, I'm gonna be so slick. And I put the touch the thermometer that goes under your tongue uh, up to the light bulb and then I quickly put it back in my <laughs> mouth and it burned my tongue. <laughs> like really bad. That really hurt. That's oh, a stupid idea. I heard kids have put them in the microwave. By the way, kids, that doesn't go well. So oh, don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> don't do microwave that. Microwave nothing no. ever. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, before we get to, I, I had a chance to talk to Karen from KPP about vitamins. We're going to get to that in just a minute. But did you watch the video? And it's been going around all the horse horse pages of the rescue of the two police officers where they rescued the horse from the burning barn in Bucks County. By the way, that's in Pennsylvania, uh, right next yeah. to Lancaster County, where I grew up. That's where Jennifer did all her student. Uh, uh, all of her student training in the horse world was in Bucks County. It's where it's where Buck Davidson and Bruce live. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, um, so it's big horse country there, and it's one of those big old Pennsylvania two story barns, probably with hay in the hayloft would be my guess. Uh, and you watched the video? I did. Okay. So, you want to describe it for everybody? Um, is it a body cam? It's that a body they have? cam on the police okay. officer whose name is Matthew Reese. 
So he runs in, he, he's running up to a bar and, he, and he's saying, is everybody out? Is everybody out? And the, the lady who's, she's like, there's one more horse, one more horse. So he runs in to get this horse and, and runs what, past. What, before you get to that, when he's running up to the barn, you can see flames shooting out of the second story. I mean, yeah. there are just flames and shooting out of the second story. Do you want to describe it? No, go ahead. To... I just wanted okay. to not leave that part out. <laughs> Well, he runs in and you can immediately see a bale of hay on the left that is on fire. And this is one of those old wooden barns, like tinder, you know, I mean, it's one of those barns that's going to just go and he runs into a, to a stall and there's a horse standing there that obviously is so petrified. It just can't move. So he goes to shoot it out and sit grabbing it on the butt and some other, and finally they cut to like other people running in. The owner trainer finally runs in and takes her shirt off and puts it over the horse's eyes. And they all just basically pull this horse out of the barn. But just him running into that barn with seeing things, it was like a, it it triggered me. Not going to lie. I started crying because that is every horse person's worst nightmare is to walk in and see fire in your barn. I can't even, uh, I can't even imagine. So at any rate, they are heroes to run in there for a horse, you know, and they're not horse. People. No, they, they say, clearly they clearly say, say it. No, they said not. I have nothing to do with horses before you could tell they made me nervous running into that barn. Oh my God. They're standing right behind this horse. Screaming. Like, on his butt, <laughs> screaming. I'm, I'm like one kick, but the horse was clearly, petrified like legs yeah, cemented I, to the and, and the cops were too i mean it's adrenaline at that point right you and don't even know horse. what you're doing and it's a big yeah. horse yeah it was 16 and a half hands at least but and and you know the cops didn't know what they were doing although he was cautious i think when after he turned the corner and saw he had the horse's butt he scooted to the right so <laughs> he at least did that but the, i you know if you're not a horse person the the barn is literally freaking burning right beside you i i mean, I mean i'd be screaming too <laughs> They did not handle it calmly. Nobody handled it calmly. That was for sure in that video. But I'm not sure that anybody would handle that calmly. We got to give Glenn. Yeah. Let me stop you because there is a person that handled it calmly, and his name is James. Yes. And he ran into the burning building and he pulled out Black Beauty and he was like, <laughs> "Come on, Beauty, let's go, really no, chipper." No. And he saved Beauty's <laughs> life. And then he went in to get Ginger, and Ginger said that because James was so calm, he ran out with him, but he also heard Black Beauty neigh to Ginger, and that was the, the push that he needed. Uh, all right, to all right, keep I got calm. it. Yeah, I got and it. so it is, you do not have to freak out when running to a burning building. Again, all lessons go back to Black well, Beauty. What is wrong with you? The you cops are not necessarily the hero here either, is the point I wanted to make. The hero is the family friend by the name of Eric Hayes who got all the other horses out and received second and third degree burns doing it. Eric Hayes was in there long before the cops got there, got all the other horses out, got burned doing it. So I want to give Eric Hayes a special... Daily winning is good for him. How scary Eric, was you're that? You're the James of Pennsylvania. <laughs> he is. He is. John. And I'm sure he did it calmly because he had nobody to scream with. So he was on his own. <laughs> good job, Eric. Do it quickly. Yeah, good job. All right. Well, I had a chance to catch up with Karen from Kentucky Performance Products, and I asked her about vitamins. It's something that people are always confused about. How many vitamins? How much? How much vitamin should we give our horses? Should we? Are we giving them too many? 
I worked with SmartPak for a little while, like 15 years ago when they first started doing SmartPaks. And there was one lady, you know what a well is in a SmartPak. It's a little place where you put your vitamins and it's a day's worth, right? There was one lady that had 22 wells for her horse. 22 Mm. different vitamins every day. Uh, they, they, they actually had their veterinarian take a look at it and cut her back because it was not good for her horse. So let's talk. It's like the medication my mom takes. Like you really don't need all All of of these things. That's right. By the way, I believe it's John or was it James? Damn it. I can't Hi, Glenda Geek here from the Horse Radio Network, and I'm here with Karen from Kentucky Performance Products with a sensible supplementing tip of the week. Well, Karen, this week we're talking about uh, an article that you wrote, actually, on on your website at kppusa.com called Does Your Horse Need Extra Vitamins? And that's a great question because I don't think people are ever quite sure whether they need vitamins or not. No, and I think a lot of people don't realize that actually their horses do uh, create a certain number of vitamins within their body. So there's some things that they really don't need if they're healthy and they're not stressed. But, you know, vitamins are organic compounds, um, and when they're provided in the, the proper amounts, they, they play a major role in the well-being of your horse. So, I mean, they have to have them. There are two basic types of vitamins. There are fat-soluble vitamins and water-soluble vitamins. And the fat-soluble vitamins, and many people may remember this from their biology classes in high school, are A, D, E, and K. And all that meal, all in the world that means fat-soluble is that they're stored in the body. Um, they're either stored in the liver or they're stored in fatty tissues. Now, uh, it does mean that you have to be a little bit careful with some of those vitamins that you don't give a horse too many of them. So um, that's something to keep in mind. Uh, vitamin E, uh, in particular, is uh, one of the more commonly fed fat-soluble vitamins, but uh, it's very, very hard to feed too much vitamin E. They're, they haven't even really been able to show that it's toxic uh, at all. So that's one of the, the vitamins that you don't have to worry about too much in a horse. Um, horses actually do require a certain amount of fat in their diets in order to um, properly absorb these uh, fat-soluble vitamins in their small intestines. Um, there is a, certain, a small amount of fat in hays and grasses and, and most of the grains that we feed. But it is a good idea sometimes to feed a little bit extra fat to your horse. It will help them absorb these fat-soluble vitamins. Um, believe it or not, um, horses can synthesize uh, vitamin D from sunlight just like people can. So very rarely do we have to supplement vitamin D. And the micro um, the microbes in the hind gut can synthesize vitamin K. So you don't really have to worry about vitamin D and vitamin K in horses. Um, Vitamin A uh, is also um, made out of beta carotene, which is found in grass. So if your horse is getting some grass, they're they're usually getting enough vitamin A. So vitamin E of the fat-soluble vitamins is the essential one that you need to um, be sure your horse is getting enough of because unless they're eating a lot of grass, they're probably not getting enough vitamin E. So you need to watch out for that one. Okay. Uh, water-soluble vitamins. Those are the B-complex vitamins and vitamin C. Now, water-soluble vitamins are not stored in the body. Um, your horse eats them, and he either urinates or defecates them away. Whatever he doesn't need, he kind of gets rid of. Um, everybody knows about the B-complex vitamins. They have different names. They have names and numbers. 
So B1 is thiamine, riboflavin is B2, niacin is B3, and, you know, you can kind of look those up. Um, one of the ones um, that we are all aware of is B7, which is biotin. Um, and biotin is one of the B vitamins that we have to watch for in horses. All the B-complex vitamins are available in pasture, fresh plant material. Um, and also the good bugs in the hindgut will synthesize a lot of the B vitamins. So like vitamins like B1, 2, 3, 6, and 12 are all synthesized in the horse's body. So they're not considered essential. And unless a horse is very stressed uh, or is having problems with their digestive tract, those vitamins are, are supplied. Biotin is synthesized in the gut as well, but we don't feel that horses, some horses will not synthesize enough. So if you have a horse that's having trouble with their feet, um, giving them additional biotin is a good idea. Vitamin C is an interesting one. Um, horses can synthesize vitamin C from the glucose in their liver. And if a horse is not stressed, they will produce enough vitamin C. You have to be careful supplementing vitamin C because you can actually turn off that process and then you can get your horse in trouble because they won't make their own anymore. So um, vitamin C, it's it's good to not supplement a lot of that. It's a good thing because my horse won't won't drink orange juice anyway, Karen. So, yeah, you yeah, know, if you yeah. think about it, horses aren't eating a lot of food. No. <laughs> so those are some of the vitamins um, that are out there. And as you can see, your horse actually gets a lot of them on his own. Uh, horses that might need extra vitamins are those that are limited, um, have limited access to fresh grass or that are eating poor quality hay. Uh, horses in high-stress situations like that are traveling frequently or are being relocated. Uh, young growing horses need more vitamins because they have rapid bone and muscular growth, so they need more. Mares in the last trimester of pregnancy or those that are lactating typically will need additional vitamins. And any horse that's recovering from a trauma, either illness or surgery, could benefit from some extra vitamins. So the best thing to do is kind of look at your diet. Um, it'll, that'll give you some idea of what... Um, Vitamins are being provided, and again, if the horse isn't getting grass, then vitamin E is definitely something you need to think about. Well, that's terrific. Now, I, I think one of the services that Kentucky Performance Products pr has provided to our listeners in the past is actually being able to get a hold of you guys and to ask the questions to find out where their horses might be lacking and which products fit specific uh, needs. So how do they do that? Well, absolutely. There's there's multiple different ways that you can get in touch with us, depending on, you know, what you're most comfortable with or what time of day it is. If you jump up in the middle of the night and you go, oh, my goodness, you know, you can always um, shoot us an email. And if you go to our website and go to our contact page, there's an email called info at kppusa.com. And you can contact us there. You can contact us if you're on Facebook. You can leave a, a question on Facebook. You can either leave it on the page live or you can send us a, an independent message. That would be uh, considered private. Um, you can all, also call us um, anytime, at, uh, and those phone numbers are on our contact page as well. So we are not here on the weekends, but um, I do monitor the Facebook page on the weekends. So if your question comes up on a weekend, go to Facebook and ask us. Also, if you read, if you go to any of our articles and tips and topics and you have a question once you've finished reading it, go ahead and put that question in the comments and we'll respond to it.
So there's multiple ways you can find us. And I know many of our listeners in the past have contacted you directly and had had their problems solved. So feel free to get a hold of them over at Kentucky Performance Products. Go to kppusa.com. That's kppusa.com. All right, we're going to cut there for... Why? Because we're going to call the guest, and I think we have to go through somebody to get to the guest. All right. So when we get him on, when we start talking... Is his name Coy Andrew, or just is that like a title? No, it's not a title. I think that would be his name. I know what you have here, so I'm going with Coy Andrew Horn. I don't know. Well, we can ask. All right, I'm going to call him now. Why don't you ask when they answer? Oh. <clears throat> Hello, yes. Senior Airman Horn speaking. Hi, Senior Airman Horn. This is Jamie Jennings and Glenn, and we're calling you from Horses in the Morning. Good morning. Fantastic. Well, glad to have you. First of all, um, I have you as Senior Airman Coy Andrew Horn. What do you go by? What do you want me to call you? Um, Horn is fine. Just, just Horn. Just Horn. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, we're not on right now. Glenn, you just tell us when you're ready. Okay. Uh, here we go in three, two, one. I'm pleased to welcome to this show Senior Airman Horn. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, I got to ask, how's the weather out in California? Wait, hold on. I know what it is. It's perfect. <laughs> no, actually, today is pretty. It's pretty foggy. We have a lot of fog out this morning. Oh boy! Well, that's how they grow the grapes, right? Is that water has to come up <laughs> the wine country that you're stationed in? Wait, I'm not supposed to tell people how beautiful it is in the area. It's horrible. So sorry for you guys. <laughs> So we were calling to find out a little bit about uh, what happens there at Vandenberg Military Horse uh, Working Horse Program. Now, my husband just retired from the F-16s, uh, and I asked him, I said, have you ever flown, you know, landed in Vandenberg? And he was like, no, that's the space base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the space base, we really don't have an active flight line, so... <laughs> well, tell us about the uh, the working horse program you guys have. Okay, well, um, what, what do we want to start with? Because uh, I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty unique program we got here. So yeah, well, tell us about it. What do you What do you guys? How did it? Let's start with how did it start? Okay, yeah, um, a little bit of history about the program. Like it, uh, it started in 1996. It started with an original two horses. All we had was two horses, and their purpose was just to patrol the coastline, and that was it. And in 1998, Howard Air Force Base shut down, so we inherited their four uh, Panamanian horses to to our unit. So that gave us a total of six horses. And 
2010, we retired some. We got six more. And in 2011, we retired those uh, original two horses that we had left from, from the Panama horses. And today we have one horse that's still around from that six that replaced the Panama horses, and that's our horse, Trooper. And those five were retired. Then we were allotted three more horses. We got those horses, and we're left with what we got today. And it's we got Trooper, Buck, Duke, Patton, and, of course, we have our newest addition to our family, uh, the BLM Mustang Ghost. Fantastic. Let me back up. You say that you're patrolling on the beach. So, basically, you're riding horses on the beach looking for, I don't know, bad guys? It's a space-based aliens. What are you looking for? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're we're all conservation officers. That's our that's our charge duty through. Well, first and foremost, we're um, security forces, which that's um, Air Force jargon for cops. Mm-hmm. But we get charged um, through um, through the federal services to be uh, game wardens in in a, in a short. So. Our main duty for when we say we're patrolling the beaches is to conserve and preserve the life of the western snowy plover, which is an endangered species. Well, it's threatened. It bounces back between threatened and being endangered. Um, what is this species so, called? The what? The what? It, it's the western snowy plover. And what is it? Is it a bird? Yes, yeah, it's, okay. it's a bird. It's a little. It's a little small bird that has eggs probably the size of. Of a jelly bean, they're they're really small. Okay, I've I have never to, I have heard to jump of the in Western... here. I have to jump in here. So, yeah, did you ever imagine when you were beco- you know joining the military that your main duty would be looking for bird eggs on a beach? <laughs> no, sir, not at all. <laughs> Whenever I enlisted, I enlisted for something else—a totally different <laughs> career field—and then I got assigned to be an, an Air Force cop and. Then I got told, you're going to Vandenberg Air Force Base in Lompoc, California. And I was like, oh, well, that's going to be fun. And, <laughs> uh, you know, being, being, being a Southern boy, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> but then, you know, four years later, here I am. I'm a, uh, you know, conservation officer at, at one of the biggest bases that the Air Force has. Riding horses on the beach, looking at birds. I mean, that's the greatest job ever, not to be whatever horn. That's perfect. Uh, so what does your day look like? So our uh, our day is, I mean, it's a typical, well, I say typical. If anybody that's involved with, you know, with, with farm life or horse life, it's, it's um, you, you got to take care of the horses. So, I mean, our day, we start off, we, we get to our office at about 7 in the morning, we go over, grab our duty weapons, get all of our gear on because we have to wear vests and and police belts and, and, and boots and, and all this. So we got to get all dressed up, ready to go, get our weapons. Then we go out to the stables. The lead conservation officer, he'll go and make sure the beach that we were speaking of earlier, Surf Beach, it's all opened up for public access. And then we will, the other permanent members will go down to the stables We'll feed the horses, then we will um, muck all their stalls, then we will go about our day, we will patrol, and I'll just add in that the base is roughly about 99,000 acres, so we got a <laughs> lot of ground to cover. So we patrol Whoa. the base. 
You cannot ride around the base in one day, can you? No, 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 we don't cover nearly the whole base. We, (laughs) we, We pick sections. Like, we have one section we'll do this day, and we have key points that we try to make sure we touch on, and then the rest of the base is kind of just you pick an area, you make sure it's patrolled and all, all secure and, you know, everything's in order. And then, uh, then now, we will... Well, are, is there a reason you're using horses for some of this? Is the terrain too bad for four-wheelers and stuff like that? Well, yeah, what it is is, like, like I just said, the base is 99,000 acres, and we have various different hunting areas that you... It's all divided up by, like, I say divided. It, it's separated by highways and roadways in some areas. Gotcha. So in most of these areas where the hunters can go to hunt at, most of the time it's only accessible by foot trails. So we, won't, we can't necessarily get there with an ATV or a truck. So, yes, like, like you said, we'll get the horses out, and we can cover a lot of distance in a short amount of time, more than we could on foot. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Gotcha. And so probably as a Mustang owner, the Mustangs are, I mean, got to be the shining stars of the program, right? Well, currently it is. We're getting a, we're getting a a pretty good bit of publicity from our, from our public affairs section. He's, he's not currently rideable, but we're, we're getting him top notch training from a Mustang trainer uh, out here at Vandenberg Air Force Base. So we're trying to get him spun up to where he, he's going to be able to shine. And I think he's will because he's still young. He's only five years old. Oh, wow. So where did he come from? Um, he came from, I don't exactly know where, because once they're, they're, they're captured and then they're put on the, the rehoming process, they go, from, they go from area to area. But we picked him up from a town in California. It's called uh, Norco, California. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've been to Norco. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think the slogan is like Cowboy Town USA or something yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, that's fantastic. Well, cool. How can people learn a little gotta, bit more? I, uh, I have one more question. Are you are you all the ones assigned to this unit? Are were you riders before or not? No, sir. Like um, some of us were, and some of us weren't. Like I was not. I'm. I'm from South Louisiana. We, I mean, people do ride horses, but like my family and where I was from, we drove boats. So I knew nothing about horses. <laughs> it's and totally you're uh, in Cajun same. country down there. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. That is correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's basically you just it's on the job training. We have we have a few people that are um, subject matter experts and. They get you on a horse. They they teach you proper technique and um, proper care and grooming. Teach you. They teach you everything from A to Z about taking care of a horse. And I mean, once you're deemed fit and you're deemed ready, and then then you're um, you turn loose on the beach. Now, do you? I'm going <laughs> to ask you a tough question because I know you're only allowed to answer certain ways. Um, but do you like horses? Will you continue riding after you? Do you think? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. My, my my aspirations is when I'm when I'm out of the military and when I'm settled down in my civilian life, um, is yes, I will definitely own some Mustang. I mean, probably some Mustangs because the relationship that I've built with the one that we have so far is like, man, that's second to none. Those horses, they they really do take to people when you give them the chance. Yeah, I know Jamie has a couple of them, and and she would agree with you on that one. <laughs> uh, well, I'm down to one, and he's he's my, you know I've I've offered to have Abby ride him, and she's like, nah, he's kind of you know yours, and he is very much 
mine. He's very bonded to me. And that's the kind of relationship you do get with them. Like they are like, you're my human and I'm going to work for you and you only. So yeah, they are a fantastic breed and they will do, uh, they will give you 110% when, you know, when they want to, when they like you. (laughs) Okay. Enough of this horse talk. Now I have the serious questions. Have you ever seen an alien while patrolling? <laughs> no, I've not seen any aliens on patrol. Oh, That's darn. what he's supposed to tell you, Glenn. Don't believe a word he's saying, okay? And another serious question. When I saw where you were from, and this is going to be very inside for a lot of people, but there will be some people in this audience who will get it. You're from New Iberia. Have you ever met James Lee Burke or Dave Robichaux? Uh, I can't say I have. Okay. I can't say I have. <laughs> okay. I mean, I know a few Robo shows, but <laughs> but I don't know Dave Robo show. The most uh, the author is James Lee Burke. He's written a million books about a detective named Dave Robo show who's out of New Iberia, Louisiana. Um, and he has sold hundreds of millions of books. I mean, he's one of the most prolific authors out there. And Dave Robichaux, and he describes New Iberia to a T. And let me tell you, I could, after reading all his books, and I probably read 20 of them, I can picture you on the bayou out there fishing. I can just picture (laughs) it. That that seems about the right Louisiana life right now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, all of the, uh, what are they, the strawberry daiquiri, the drive-up strawberry daiquiri huts he talks about. Yeah, Mm -hmm. man. You can't find them nowhere else. (laughs) Definitely not in California. (laughs) Do you miss the drive-up strawberry daiquiri huts, by the way? I do miss the drive-up strawberry daiquiri huts. I do do miss it a little bit. (laughs) Bet you do. (laughs) You don't find those at the beach of Vandenberg. (laughs) No. This has been great. I'm going to post a link. It's really long. So I'm going to post a link of where people can find out more information about uh, your program and what you guys do out there. Uh, So have fun and enjoy riding the ponies. Yes, sir. I sure will. Thank you very much. Thank you, Senior Airman Coy Andrew Horn. Appreciate yes, you sir. joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. I want to know, I want you to email me at glenn at horseradionetwork.com if anybody got my reference to the Dave Robichaux books. He didn't. I know, so and he lives that. in freaking New Iberia where this all takes place. Literally, James Lee Burke has sold hundreds and millions of these books. So he's, he's one of the most uh, successful authors in America. I was so disappointed he didn't know. And I was also very disappointed he hasn't seen an alien, or at least he's not admitting to seeing an alien. At this yeah, point. you know, I, I, I've asked Chad certain things. He had a pretty high security clearance. And, and you know, they just go... They just won't tell you, will they? Classified. Yeah. So we don't know if Chad might have seen aliens that we don't know. Mm, he's, he knows some things, but he's not telling me. <laughs> I yeah, don't know why he knows he you have a radio me. show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you talk about me not being able to keep my mouth shut. Look who's talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's do some really bad ads. What do you think? Sounds good. Pay it. Oh, we didn't get to talk about sheep cleaning. Oh, we'll save sheep cleaning now, for Monday. You're bound to okay. sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading, they tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading, well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. 
That's right. It is time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when listeners submit bad ads from Facebook or Craigslist, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. They're usually selling a horse or a trailer or something to do with a farm, and we give away prizes. So how do you want to do it today? What I did is I asked the auditors to give me numbers, so we have I have the numbers here of the prize winners that will match to my spreadsheet, but do you want to do the prizes before or after? Um, I think that we do it after because make them wait all the way through. It's like, you know, we'll give you the prizes after the break. All right. Then we'll tell you what the prizes are after as well. So horselovers.com was the one that provided these prizes and we will give you descriptions and tell you who wins in a few minutes. So got to hang out for really bad ads. I think it's perfect one to start with though. I've kind of just really want to get to it. It's just, it's, it's Lorene and I need to know. I mean, she's not from the Bronx, but she sounds like it. And apparently she's from New Jersey, but whatever. It's like, she lied to me forever. And turns out that I, I thought she was from the Bronx, but it's not. So let you decide. We'll let you decide. All right. So Lorene, here we go. Hi, good morning. This is Lorene Barden. I'm going to read a really bad ad. It's not really bad ad. It's more like a story. It reads like a story. It's a story of a horse named Magic. And Magic is spelled M-A-G-I-C-K. Um, the title is Bay Morgan Cross Andalusian Horse, $1,234. Magic is an 11-year-old 15-hand sorceress who I've had since her birth. Her dam was an old-style Morgan mare and her sire an Andalusian Slash Listino, both sound, trustworthy, athletic horses. From the time she was born, Magic was a character. Her full, her full name was Turkey because she was forever in trouble. Now her bar name is Witch. Sometimes <laughs> oh Magic is a good witch. She can be sweet to anyone, young or old. Things don't bother her much. She used, she's used to kids, dogs, ATVs, trains, and traffic. She loads wells, she loads well, ties, etc. No rear, no bite, no kick. Humans, at least. She has killed a mountain lion. What? She's fearless, bold. She has. Wait a minute, let's pause on that one a second. <laughs> I just, I didn't even know what to think. <laughs> Do you think they really, that this horse really killed a mountain lion? I don't know. She's a good witch and a bad witch. I don't know. <laughs> Swam across flooded rivers and overwintered on open range. She's adventurous. This is one horse who will never be lost and can get you home in a snowstorm. Most of all, she's extremely clever. Her hobbies are solving mazes and sheep snatching. She grabs them by the wool and shakes them. But What? <laughs> I just have to pause on some of these and think about it. But then... Sometimes magic is a bad witch. Did I say she was clever? That's not really the word. More like devious, scheming, manipulative. She has been known to magically appear whenever a gate is open. She openly incites the rest of the herd to do naughty things, like stick their noses on a porcupine, all the while making sure she looks like the innocent party. She terrorizes dominant horses with just a look. She moves everyone off their hay. She tips over the water before anyone else can drink. She's always the first one at the gate and fumes when other horses get picked before her. Someday she's guaranteed to make you so mad you won't be able to see straight. When it comes to riding, she has been ridden by Lakota kids bareback in multi-day trail rides. She's no gaming horse, parentheses, yawn. 
but she does show promise in obstacle courses or playing chess. You may just want her for trail riding, and that's fine. She's not terribly excited to trot for long periods when walking will get her there, too. She seems to be submissive to only one or two people who she allows to dominate her through tricks and mind games. Force through rips and round penning doesn't phase her. She scoffs at natural horsemanship. She <laughs> does understand cause and effect, but she doesn't want to admit it. There is a high probability that she will steal, you, steal your heart. Don't say I didn't warn you. She has a few special needs. Of course she does. The only reason I'm selling her now is because she got overweight on her pasture this year and she can no longer be on grass. Her diet will have to be managed with low sugar hay and beet pulp for the rest of her life in order to stay sound. She'll need to be fed separately too. Otherwise, she'll take everyone else's share and my facilities are not set up for that. <laughs> if you've made it this far and you're still interested in magic, text me. Email works too. It goes without saying, I am looking for the right match for this special mare. Price and payments are totally negotiable if she happens to cast a spell on you. Well, that's the story of magic. She's kind of cute too. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Oh, that's fantastic. Let's review. Magic killed a mountain lion and she picks sheep up and throws them around for fun. But she also plays chess, Glenn. So <laughs> yes. there's that. There's that. There is that. Oh my God. And she's lame. What all of that end part, that end part where she ate too much means she foundered and she can't walk now. She's yeah, so fat. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. That's what that means. Well, <clears throat> good job, Laureen. We love you. Adrian sent in the next one. And um, remember, the people sending these in did not write them, although it sounded like Laureen was reading her own personal yeah, ad. It was dear. not. She just found it. Um, what is this one? Something. Okay. Uh, it's a photo of a really terrible photo of a horse standing on dirt in a barn. And, uh, the, 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 there's like text on the photo and it says like to find a Philly year old QH stud Colt, not broke. And the ad is, I have no help to get him calmed down too much for me. Need something halter broke message for info, Noble County, Ohio. Uh, you're gonna need something more than halter broke. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, and this horse in the picture, do you see it? I mean, his eyes are glowing and he looks like there's no way in hell you're putting anything near me. It's a baby <laughs> that's never been handled and he's never been gelded. Geld that sh <laughs> he has that look too. Bailey sent the following one in. It. It's a quarter horse for night. What is it with the odd amounts today? Quarter horse for nineteen ninety nine. That's right, nineteen hundred ninety nine dollars in Waterford, which there is a Waterford, Connecticut. I don't know where that is. This sixteen year, <clears throat> sixteen year registered quarter horse that has great ground manners. Neck reins very smart loads. Manners is uh, all in capital, yes. ca like a it's proper like, noun, M-A-N-O-R. Yes. Like a manner you yes. live in, yeah. Uh, stand for farrier, UTD, gets along with other horses and animals, need advanced rider or someone with horse knowledge. I don't have time to ride him. 1999, negotiable to the right home. He needs a forever. Videos at request. <laughs> um, not to be whatever, but like this is not a car. You don't usually put the nine nine. You know, you're not fooling anybody. Yeah, and it's not two thousand dollars. Okay, <laughs> unbelievable. Well, 
you know what? No, it is believable. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> now, Stephanie sent the next one in, and this is a <clears throat> an ad that I'll cuss you later, Stephanie, because there is legit no punctuation. And it looks like a little black pony or something. Um, here we go. Five year, five year gelding about 13 to 14 hands. He's more on the green broke side. So not kid broke unless you dislike your kids. He does buck. He is friendly, but we'll need someone that <laughs> wait. Okay. Unless you dislike your kids, he does buck. He is friendly, but we'll need someone that knows what they are doing. Need him gone so he ain't just sitting around doing that. Hold on. I got to do this, Southern. Wait. This is, look at him. This Montana. one's hard to read. This one is hard it's, to read. It's black with like white text. Yeah, it's hurting it's my really eyeballs. And read. it's in Montana. So let me start over. Five-year gelding, about 13 to 14 hands. He's more on the green broke side, so not kid broke. Unless you dislike your kids, he does buck. He is friendly, but we'll need someone that knows what they're doing. Need him gone. So he ain't just sitting around doing nothing. I think with more work and hard riding, he'd be a good step up. Kids horse asking $700 to make an offer only selling because I'm injured. <laughs> You never put that in the ad because automatically you assume this pony broke you. That's yeah. what you assume. Yeah. We're selling him because I'm injured. <laughs> I tried to ride get, him, and you know, know that buck problem. Well, that's yeah. what happened. It would it would make you think that yeah, that would be the 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 factor. <laughs> Can I add that the middle picture of this pony that keep in mind is thirteen hands has a full size, very yeah. large person western saddle that takes up three quarters of the horse. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's a cute pony, though. I mean, the, the, pretty much the stirrups are hanging on the ground from this uh, yeah. saddle. <laughs> it is yeah. a cute pony. It is a really Ooh, cute pony. Ooh, this next one is gorgeous. Yeah, oh, okay. my God. Look at the pictures down below. All right, I'm going to post this in our auditor room. It is our trailer of the week, and it was sent in by Hannah. And Hannah sent in this 1989 Big Valley horse trailer. And I will say, this is in better shape than 99% of the horse trailers I was like, this is un- cute. It's canary yellow. It's, it's canary really... yellow. Now, it's for sale for apparently $123,456. It's a 1989 Big Valley horse trailer with a bathroom and a shower. Pull straight, had three horses and no problems. Clear title in hand. We see people wanting to go to a bumper pull. We will swap ours for gooseneck or bumper pull with living quarters. All no punctuation either. Now, let me describe this because... The- I don't think that's a good deal for the next person. <laughs> Not $123 million, It's a little high. So it's one of those typical round-fronted trailers. But this one is the long version. It's like the limousine version. And if you remember those long front trailers, you walk in the back. They have the, the gate, the door that opens in the back. And then it has a door in the front that that opens and in front of that door is where you put the tack well what they did is they took the tack room out and they put a toilet in yes that's right they put a homemade toilet with a homemade sink in the front of this trailer i want to know because if you remember right on these trailers the floor goes straight across and it is low to the ground where is the tank for what you flush out of the toilet 
There's no flushing. It's a toilet sitting on a rubber mat. I mean, this is insane. Like, did they dig a hole in the, the they like drill a hole in the bottom of the trailer? And it, I'm picturing it drops out on the road. That's what I'm picturing. That's what I'm thinking. It just falls right on out where you're camping. Somebody I mean, it's a toilet in a tag room. <laughs> and a shower. So there must be a drain on the floor. Because there's a there's shower, a too. And by the way, there's no... The shower curtain is what protects you private. Like, horse people care. <laughs> we all pee in our trailers, but they just put a toilet in for you in this one. This amazing. is bizarre. This is one of the most bizarre ones we've seen. I'm going to post that in the auto. It's, I mean, it's just a, like they had an old toilet and they put it in like, hey, I'll see <laughs> if somebody's going to buy this thing. <laughs> I can't even see how they it. mounted it. It doesn't fall over when it's traveling down the road. I don't know. Uh, There's a lot of yeah. questions here. A lot of questions. Lots of questions. Well, yeah. Kimberly sent in the I next will one. say this. One more thing. If you're following this particular yellow horse trailer, don't get too close. Don't get too close. No. If somebody's in there, you know, no. probably not a good idea. All right. Kimberly sent the next one in. Handsome quarter horse gelding for $1,600 up in, you know, filer. 18-year-old uh, gelding, 17HH. Good boy. No kick, bite, buck, or spook. Has get up and go. Would be a nice trail rider. Western trained. Direct neck reins. L- direct neck Direct neck reins. Those are two things. Direct reins or neck reins. Direct neck reins loads well. Good for an intermediate rider. $1,600 OBO, possible parcel trade. I would like a beef cow, <laughs> hay, or jewelry. <laughs> IDK, what you got? Ha ha. <laughs> I would like to trade my horse for a diamond ring. Thank you. Like a tennis bracelet. Get this 18 year old 17 hand thing out of here. <laughs> I'll take a cow. Good God. <laughs> All right. Uh, Canella. What a great name. Canella. That's a new name. So welcome, Canella. Thank you for sending in, I think, probably your first ad. So Canella wrote this. never remember. Uh, she could have been here a hundred times. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to read it. It's pretty small. And it's black, white, and black type again. Pretty nice horse. Here why she is still here. At, is this no punctuation? Barely any. Pretty nice horse. There's random capitalizations on on words throwing me off. Random (laughs) nice horse here. Why she is still here and not one person has come to ride or meet Grace is beyond me. There's like 12 thoughts in one sentence. I feel that way about Zara. I mean, not one person has come to see her and ride her and it's beyond me. Maybe the price is too high. Let's see how much this one is, okay? This is the nicest horse to ride and acts like a gelding. No marishus and best manners and rides the best as well as missing out folks on a way underpriced horse. Here, I might just rode her all summer and wait <laughs> until someone pays me $6,500. Instead, uh, instead, no FN, $3,500. Wow. Here's the problem with Woo. this ad is they <laughs> replaced the space bar with the letter N. And so, so many of the <laughs> words can't. are tied together. Wait, no, not just N. There's just random letters where the space bar should be like a B and an N. I'm ca- looking at random the bottom. capitalizations the and just, yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea. How much are you asking for Zara? A little more than 3500 3, That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but this horse could sell for for thirty five hundred either. For so thirty five hundred yeah. anyway. So, so it's fine. better drop Zara's to a thousand. I know yeah. she's free to get home. I'll trade you <laughs> a cow. beef cow. You'll take a cow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll trade you beef cow. Um, the next one is from Holly. 
Uh, 13-year, 11-H Welsh pony mare in Oregon. Roxy has been a pasture potato her whole life. She is smart. Super smart. It's her superpower. She's been running out on pasture since she arrived here four years ago, having launched off the two-horse step-up trailer wilder than a March hare. (laughs) She is as hot as they come and not really halter broke either. Has never bit or kicked anyone, but I'm just too tired to deal with her anymore. (laughs) (laughs) She's super smart. It's her superpower. (laughs) I don't know what a March hare is. What's a March hare? Uh, March hare, isn't that like a super fast rabbit? Oh, okay. Uh, Caitlin sent this one in. Ponies and horses in New England. ISO, a horse for my six-year-old granddaughter. Currently taking some lessons. Would also love if my husband could ride him too. Looking to spend $1,000. We'll have a good forever home with other loved animals around. So what you're telling me in New England, keep that in mind, you want a $1,000 perfect horse for you and your granddaughter. You need to move out of New England if you ever hope to find that. (laughs) I gotta tell you. We've lived there. It ain't cheap. Just saying. I just got the definition, if you'd like, for March Hare. Yeah, what's a March Hare? Uh, the uh, word for it's a noun. Uh, a brown hare in the breeding season, noted for its leaping, boxing, and chasing in circles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't know okay. that. Uh, and there's a, t- a title called, she's madder than a March Hare. Well, guess why they get mad? Because they're breeding. Um <laughs> And the final one comes from Mary. And then we're going to give away our prizes. Thanks for all sticking around this long. The horse for $1,000 in Linden. Oh, yeah. Great paint. Just needing out of the horses. She is red and white. I'll be sending you pictures soon. She writes real. Oh, she writes very well. I have been riding her. Wait a minute. She's she a, writes very well. W R I T E S. She writes She's really talented. well. She's smart I've like that been other one. Riding her. Yeah. <laughs> she is about 15 hands and she's either 10 or 12. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's been getting hot shoes. Great horse. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you, Mary. Hey. That's a classic. That's a classic Southern bad ad for sure. Also submitted were Cynthia, Amanda, Andrew, Katya, uh, Juliana, Colleen, and Karen. So thank you all. You were all entered into the drawing, even though we didn't get a chance to read your ads today. Okay, so now I have the winning numbers. I posted in the auto room earlier, and I said I'd take the first three. So let's see what we got. Get the spreadsheet up. And the first three. So tell us about you. I, I'm gonna. I can't do this. I'm in too many places. So can, if you can read the prizes, I'll tell you who wins them. I will. Give me one second because I gotta find them because you didn't put them in the show notes for today. But yeah, I'll go to last. They're in there. Just scroll. I up. don't see them. Scroll up oh, under. Up. Yep. It's good. I got it now. Um, so the prizes that we are giving away today, Glenn is still very uncomfortable about talking about the Enel Sports Bra. You get your choice of the Enel Sports Bra, including the Enel Sport High Impact Bra. This maximum support bra is just for those who feel like nothing is working for them. Designed exclusively for C cups and above. I'm out. 
The patented Enel Sport is the best sports bra you'll find. We understand a sports bra isn't just for looks. It's a critical piece of athletic equipment. God, that's so true. Try this wire-free front hook sports bra and you'll feel the difference. A $70 value. Also, uh, Kensington, we are giving away. Remember Kensington on a firewall. Let's, let's, let's stop there and we'll give oh, away the sports bra. Yep. Away. Okay. okay. So let me, you let me, uh, okay. So Carissa was the first to respond and she gave number 45. And number 45 on Jennifer's spreadsheet for the Enel sports bra is Rochelle McFeely. Mc, Rochelle I'm- McFeely. So congratulations, Rochelle. Now, we discussed this last week on the show. This sports bra apparently is for C-Cup and Up. So if you're not, give it away. Rochelle. You must have a friend. (laughs) I want to see her and see if she's (laughs) an auditor. Can I I find her on Facebook real quick? (laughs) Okay, this is getting creepy now. So let's move on. I'm basically looking (laughs) for a picture of you online so I can know if you're a C-Cup or not. I'm going to move on. Okay. Kensington uh, horse lovers helped Kensington after the fire buyer acquiring their remaining stock. So this month's prize includes the Kensington convertible weekender bag and the Kensington signature garment carrier, both in plaid black. The weekender bag is a convertible bag with four carrying styles. You can do a briefcase, shoulder bag, crossbody bag, and a backpack. The garment carry carrier is made of a ballistic nylon outer shell, generously sized to accommodate accommodate multiple garments. I'm running out of coffee. Hundred dollar value. Who wins it, Glenn? All right, Ellen picked the number twenty eight, which is. Hannah Reppert. Hannah Reppert. Congratulations, Hannah. You get the Kensington stuff, which will last you about 100 years because Kensington stuff is made well. And we have one final one, Jamie. Okay, we have the Jump Air Helmet. The Ovation Jump Air Helmet will take you to the next level of style with a popular large air vent look featuring a genuine leather visor and harness, easy adjust dial for snug fit, easy to clean rubberized finish, and removable washable Coolmax liner and a nylon carrying bag valued at $109.95. Please pick me. Okay, so uh, next up, uh, Loreen. Oh, Loreen, she pick, did she pick herself? Number 200 is Patty Perry. Sorry, Loreen, you didn't pick yourself. But congratulations to Patty Perry. You are now the proud owner of a brand new helmet. So All right. congratulations to Rochelle, Patty, and Hannah for winning this month and for submitting your ads. We thank everybody for submitting their ads. Uh, we really appreciate it. We couldn't do really bad ads without you guys because we aren't taking the time to go through Craigslist to do this. So We used to yeah. before we had listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's we right. made it up. <laughs> we did at the beginning, but not anymore. So, and thank you for a great week. Thank you, Jamie. Appreciate it. Uh, we hope that you have a terrific weekend. If you're in the Southeast, keep your head down and your umbrella up. Uh, and for all of those that uh, are Umbrella Academy fans uh, on Netflix, the new season is out. And that's where I'll be this weekend. I actually hope it rains all weekend because I will be binge watching Umbrella Academy. You, you never watch. You never watch. I don't, the I don't even know what you're talking about. No, it's a good show. Umbrella Academy. Okay. Yeah, good. Show. <laughs> All right, what are we talking about in the post show for auditors? Oh, in the post show, there was Carl Cook did a little video, and I need to, I need to get it out. I need to talk about it. And you haven't Hopefully. watched it yet, so we'll play a little bit of it, and we'll discuss it in the auditor post show. So hang on for that. Otherwise, have a good weekend, and we'll see you all on Monday. Bay Neuter Geld.
right, we are out. Let's talk amongst yourself for just a second again. Let me find the video here. I gotta find Carl Cook's video. Uh, I know it's posted in the audit room. Scrolling, scrolling. Oh, there it is. So I'll bring that up while Jamie's gonna be back here in one second. So, for those that don't know who Carl Cook is, she's married to Kaylee Kuko. Um, a little background Carl comes from a family of billionaires. Uh, so, keep that in mind as I'm playing the video. Uh, definitely trust fund and married Kaylee Kuko, who has a little bit of money herself. I wonder what Kaylee Kuko's wealth is now. Let's look that up. Kaylee Kuko. Net worth. She was making a million an episode there on Big Bang for a long time. Kaylee Kuko, net worth of $55 million. So, actually, Carl's probably worth more than Kaylee. Now, Carl, they both live in California. They just built a new, brand new house that's enormous. And Carl is uh, a show jumper and has been for a long time, comes to Wellington over the summer and then travels to various shows or comes to Wellington over the winter and travels to various shows over the summer. So he's definitely an active show jumper. <clears throat> so uh, let's see, though, what he had to say when Jamie gets back. She has not heard this. And it's been interesting, the comments. Um, and I agree with a lot of what Carl says. Uh, uh, but I also want to give my opinion on... A thing okay, I'm back. All right, Sorry, so I, I just missed. explained who Carl Cook was. Okay. And that, and remember that Carl comes from a family of billionaires, right? Keep that in mind. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's a definitely not broke. And then he married Kaylee Kuko, who apparently I was going to say, isn't this Kaylee's yes, husband? And also worth about fifty-five million on her own. So, okay. So let's hear what Carl had to say. He's riding a horse at the time, by the way. All right, let's do walking talking. I'm excited for this one. I'm I'm fired up, pumped. I'm pumped. So I want to talk about all the problems with our horse shows. And just a couple of my personal thoughts on how to fix them. Um, I'm not saying my ideas are right or would work. I'm just saying they're my ideas. Um, so yeah, so our horse shows, they are very expensive and you compete for prize money. Great. Uh, on the on the jumper side. Um, and some on the hunters. So, you know, I was thinking about it. And none on the around. eventing or anything Last else. Last week I showed <laughs> no. a $25,000 Grand Prix. Sounds great. You know, and, you know, I'm happy to do it. And, you know, that's, you know, quite a common uh, dollar amount for, for, for prize money. But, you know, I remember looking back at seeing newspaper ads for shows in the 80s. And they were advertising $25,000 Grand Prix or $30,000 Grand Prix. So you would think, oh, well, you know, we're at about the same level as the 80s. We actually aren't. Because of inflation, I actually did, I looked it up. Because of inflation, $25,000 in 1980 is $83,000 today. Imagine if every show, the low, the, the lowest the USCF would allow you to have a Grand Prix prize money would be $83,000. That's, horse show managers would riot at that. But that just shows you how much we've regressed. Keeping the same prize money is regression. Because you have to keep up with inflation, so the value of that prize money is the same. Um... So that, you know, that's one thing, but you know, I'm, when I look around other sports, I see, you know, you have, uh, this is the ATP to tennis, to. um, you have okay. PGA golf, bull riding, you have cornhole on ESPN, darts on ESPN, um, and all the governing bodies like the PGA 
the governing body actually brings in the biggest sponsors, the title sponsors, that then helps out the events, and the events also bring on sponsors themselves. The USCF does not do that. There, you know, for World Cup qualifiers, uh, Longines sponsors that, but that was brought in by FEI, not USCF. Um, and so our governing body doesn't support the horse shows like literally every other sport does. Bull riding, NFL, you know, you have title sponsors for the NFL, you know, when you watch it on, on TV, that's not the team coming up with Coca-Cola as a sponsor, that's NFL signing the contract. And that's NFL signing the, you know, the rights for ESPN to, to broadcast their stuff. All right. I think you've heard enough of that. It goes on for another 10 minutes. Okay. So, Carl, uh, one, I want to, I can't argue with anything he said, but this is, this is where I, my hackles got up a little bit. Well, first of all, let me just put this in here. I may be a little bit biased because they refuse to come on our shows, either Kaylee or Carl. So, <laughs> so let's start there. Uh, um, full disclosure. Uh, so, Carl, you're a billionaire. So are you on any committees with the USEF to help solve this problem? Couldn't you just call a few of your billionaire friends who own billionaire companies and get them to help sponsor? And the other thing is... Is he on any of these like uh, I don't know. boards or anything? I don't know. So my other, my other point is, he makes it sound like it's easy to call up and get a multi-million dollar contract with these sponsors. It, I've sold ads for 10 years now. It is not easy to get a $1,000 contract. It, this is not. He makes it sound like, oh, they should just do it. It's so easy. Well, we don't have fans, <laughs> except for a few shows in our country. We don't have the kind of fans that these sponsors are looking for. You know, they're looking for they're to looking, compare show jumping with the NFL was yeah, a bit of a that's stretch. a bit of a stretch. Okay, tennis maybe, but even tennis has more fans. Uh, you know, uh, golf has more fans. <laughs> just bull riding has. <laughs> Has more fans. fans. Has more fans. Now the 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 cornhole thing was yeah, pretty. Yeah, you know, yeah, I've yeah, seen that on there. Yeah. But I think that is only televised because there's literally Only nothing no other else. <laughs> exactly. So you know, he made he just made that part sound like oh, just go do it. It's easy. Well, you know, it's not easy. That is not an easy thing to do. I don't care who's trying to do it. And do I agree that the USEF should be doing it? I do think they try and do that. But again, it's not easy. So the FEI has found a couple because they're, you know, the Longines and the Rolex, because they're promising them worldwide exposure. That's just not United States. They're going worldwide. So even on the best night, at, when you go down to Wellington and, and let's, I'm, taking, I'm taking the big shows out of it. I'm taking Washington International. I'm taking Kentucky out of it. But regular big jumper shows worth a million dollars, there's maybe a thousand people in the stands. So, you know, it's, it's just not enough. We have, we have more people that will listen to this episode today than attend 99% of most of the horse events in this country are listening well, to this episode We're today. kind of a big deal. But when you take a look at it that way, we should be getting more money than an event that has, that, that, that has 5,000 people in the stands. Well, listen, Carl, make, get to work on that. That'd <laughs> yeah. be great. And then he does go on to talk about mileage rules. He gets very technical with jumper stuff and mileage rules. And a lot of it, I'm not arguing with him. I agree with a lot of it. I'm just saying, okay, now that you've put it out there to the world, do something about it. You have the power, position, and money to actually make a change and make influence, right? Uh, but, 
So I'm glad he put it out there. Somebody has to put it out there. Somebody has to be the one to start the change. But now, you know, join some committees, get involved with the USEF or, or you know, the uh, Jumping Federation and get it done. Um, but anyway, that was my pet peeve there for Friday. Uh, and to be honest, I'm in kind of a mood because I just am sick of the world right now. So um, <laughs> you just- need to start drinking more. <laughs> And that's the other thing. I'm on my serious diet now for three months, and that kind of pisses me off because I can't. Why would you do a diet while you're in quarantine? Because I was getting my Lyme was getting sicker, and I was getting sicker and sicker all the time. So it's like, yeah, it's time. Uh, It was time to do cleanse, but you know, cleanse doesn't make anybody happy all the time. But this, it just got me, and and then you know, partially because Kaylee keeps refusing to come on our shows, and I'm mad at her. Let's let's be honest with the real drama is here. <laughs> no, I mean, I just think he sounds like a spoiled brat. He did kind of come across a little bit that way and and you know, when you have a when you have a somebody coming from a billionaire family, can you look up what it was again? I don't remember what the money came from. Uh it was something tech or something Carl Cook. Uh professional been right blah blah blah. Um He's on Pop Sugar. Uh Carl Cook. Where's the money? money. I can't forget. He is the CEO of his parents' medical device manufacturer, Cook Group, when his dad died in 2011. The $2 billion. So I don't know if he's in charge of it or he just has people. Or his trust fund. Yeah. But uh, so. Wait, is this the same guy? That can't be him. I just pulled up a picture of him. um, Let me look. No, no, no. Carl Cook Equestrian. If you just do that, we should be able to get a Wikipedia up on him. So, okay, I just can't remember what his... Uh... Oh, here. Who is Carl Cook? Let's see what they say. Let's see what they say on women's health. Um... <laughs> Got married in June. He's a BFD in the equestrian world. Is that what it says? Yes, it says Carl's actually a BFD in the equestrian world, and he regularly competes in and wins competitions. <laughs> in 2016, Carl's horse Ferrari won the blue ribbon at, in the Smart Pack Grand Prix. $25,000 prize money. How ironic is that? He comes from a wealthy family. His dad, Scott Cook, is worth $2 billion, according to Forbes. Oh, he founded Intuit. You know the tax software company that mm. everybody uses? Software. Yeah, tax software. software. You know, TurboTax, that's him. Oh, okay. tax software. Tax software, into Ooh, it. Yeah. Everybody's bookkeeping, our bookkeeping software, Horse Radio Network is into it. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> so there you are. <clears throat> Just throwing it out there. Anyway, he did kind of sound a little bit spoiled, and I agree with him, though. There's, there's a lot wrong with all of that. But as an event, it just doesn't have the pull coming from a billionaire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it had been somebody that's struggling to pay to enter a $25,000 class, it would have been a lot better, right? And as an inventor who has never been able to enter any class that paid more than what, 500? How do you feel about that? <laughs> oh, what class have I ever entered that paid $500? <laughs> It's a donation. I mean, it's just a few. I look at eventing as furthering the education of my horse and myself. 
Anyway. Whatever I have to tell myself to make it okay. I don't know. Thank you to the auditors who, uh, we had a bunch of auditors whose credit card has expired. And I know I called you out on, I didn't call you out, but I pointed it out on the auditor group yesterday and you all went in and fixed it. So thank you for that. And a bunch of you, while you went in and fixed it, raised your pledges. No, they did not. They did. I, let me just, I want to, I'm going to call them out because I called, I called them out and said the credit cards had expired, which I have never done before in the history of the years we've been doing this. But they kept sending me reports. So these people raised. Uh, Jodine raised hers. Meta raised hers. Ellen. Uh, Ellen went to $25. Yay, Ellen. Kathleen raised hers. Bailey raised hers. Kimberly raised hers. Lori raised hers. Joy went bumped it up. And Jessica bumped hers up. So not only did they fix their credit cards, they all raised their pledges. So Yay. Thank you all. Wow. We really appreciate you. That's it. I'm done venting and fuming, and I'm going to have a martini. <laughs> go have yourself some booze, buddy. Uh, actually, this is my cheat day for ice cream, so I'm going to go get ice cream. Yay. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Go have some Thank ice you. cream. Thank cheat you. day. Cheat day. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Heading to the lake. Heading to the lake.